Thanks for tuning in. You're back with the Ask Amadeus podcast. It's been a little bit of a break since the holidays and New Year's. Like many people, got the Rona, made a move, holidays, but we're back. And the market, the real estate market, it has been quite busy since earlier in this month when there was a significant jump in mortgage rates. There was also talk from the Fed that there will be more interest rates going to happen later this year. So there's been increased buyer frenzy and through all markets in New York, New Jersey, Southwest, everywhere. Uh, And this is because, you know, if you've been working with an agent or you've been keeping your eye on the market, a half point or a full point jump in interest rates is uh, more beneficial to you if you are financing, especially the more you finance versus a price drop that you might get uh, if you're going to be taking advantage of financing. So this episode, we're just going to do a little short one and we're going to give you some tips on what to do in a tight housing market in terms of rentals, in terms of sales. This is a little tidbit for if you're a buyer, if you're looking on your own, if you're a new real estate agent or just a regular real estate agent who just wants some tips on how to get some heads up on listings before they go to market. So hope you hopefully you find it fun and, and uh, informative and we'll keep it short. But first, I got to sell you something. And we're back and you're still listening, which makes you my favorite listeners. So you're looking for a home, say you're a rental renter, you're a buyer. You know, this last week we had an apartment that hit on the market, a rental in Brooklyn, dozens and dozens of people in the first weekend. Um, we've just been, we've had listings on the market uh, for sell side or for buy side, multiple bid offers, two, three, four, a little over ask, and then also stuff that's been sitting on the market for a little while, getting uh, peak interest coming back because of short supply and uh, buyers are kind of got the got the fire under their belly to get something done because they've been watching the news and they saw an interest rate hike and they know the implications of interest rate hikes moving forward. So I'm going to give you some of my tips to get listings before they come to market or at least get a couple head couple days head start versus everybody else. And they're, it's, they're useful. It's very useful to do. All right. So one thing that's very easy that you can do, literally set this up in less than five minutes is use Google Alerts. Okay. If you are not tech savvy, this is basically a feature of Google, which you can put your name in there. You can put interests, you can put locations, you can put a variety of things. And what Google Alerts does is it combs the internet like a spider, like Google does in general. So if you have a, uh, if you have a website and sometimes you'll see an IP address drop on your website, it's a Google, it's a Google IP. It's based somewhere in Oregon or something. They have a bunch of these things, but they're called spiders. And they basically are combing the internet every day, millions and millions of times to pull data of say your name or whatever, anything you can, the possibilities are endless. So I use this to get listings that are for sale by owner and it, they can pull from a bunch of different sites. Like, for instance, if, it, if it's already on Zillow, it's kind of public. Um, if it's a for sale by owner on Zillow, they're actually kind of by default in, on a second tab. So you're always by default seeing for, from agents because they make money off of agents. And I, I'm not sure the whole process about for sale by owner on Zillow and some of these sites, but they're usually pushed back. Um, so something for sale by owner could be on the market, but sometimes default buyers are not looking at them because they're not pushed up. Uh, but anyways, the 
point I'm making is Google Alerts will help comb places like Craigslist that you might not see, local community boards, uh, local newspaper classifieds. This will also comb regular real estate sites, but you'll probably it'll help you kind of um, know that it's coming to market. There's a also they comb news sites, so this is a very easy thing to do. So you could take say your neighborhood, say you know. Um, Grovetown, USA, for sale, do that. Grovetown, for sale, by owner. Uh, Condo, Beacon, New York, for sale. Use the location and use the property type. Use neighborhoods. um, And and you, you get a couple different variations on this so that once you do it, it will uh when you change the words up, it'll kind of help you pull things. So I get listings all the time from it. It's a lot of times it's for sale by owners and sometimes it even combs message boards. Uh, And usually it's for more up-to-date things. So that's a great way to do it. So that's number one. Number two, so there's going to be, we're going to try to keep it short and sweet and the most effective. Number two is drive-bys. It's really helpful. Um, so, for instance, if you're in Brooklyn or New York, you're a certain type of neighborhoods where you have smaller buildings. So, for instance, two, three families, single townhomes. If there's work permits on the front, you know, it could be like, I think it's like a blue. Well, anyways, it's, it, they're, DOB, they're DOB permits on the front. Or you could have stalled work orders, which are a, a job site that's been stalled. And you find these all over because sometimes con- contractors run out of money, owners run out of money. Sometimes it gets caught up in the DOB. Sometimes they're going to just list it to the market, but um, it, it's just not ready yet. And so some brokers will know about it. Some owners will know about it, but it won't be like publicly on the market. So just drive down and drive around in some of your favorite neighborhoods. Pick a address. So say it's 123 Main Street, write it down. 475 First Street, write it down. And then say, hey, these places are either empty, they have construction permits, they have stalled permits. And uh, write them down. Put them down on a database. The The next step for doing this is you can do two things. One, you can just send a letter. People love letters and especially maybe some – This I don't want to generalize, but people who are not as tech savvy, older generations who have, might have a lot of equity in their house, they're not online as much. They're not getting updates to their smartphones. But they do keep reports like – they do keep letters. They keep reports on their kitchen and just say, hey – my name is Bobby Joe, Sally, who, or whatever, and write them a letter that you're interested in seeing their house because you saw it had construction on it. And then they say, hey, give them a number to call. People do this all the time. And agents do it a lot. Uh, sometimes people get bombarded and don't like when this is happening. So like make sure that that, that um, it, it, you know, make sure, you know, set, don't follow up too much because if they're on a do not mail or do not call list, you don't want to do that. And then if you send something to them, they might ignore it. They might call you back or they might ask you to stop, but they might have multiple people doing this. So that's one way. Do drive-bys, look at construction sites, and and try to pursue them. And then the last one for now, we'll, do, this is, we'll give you three topics. Or we'll give you four actually because I want to do, do the last one, which is kind of obvious. Um, number three is you can talk to estate attorneys. Attorneys. You can go to courts, courts, and this is you know sometimes when people die, 
they they get processed through the courts. So a lot of times people get inherited houses. A lot of people like to sell houses that are inherited because they they get a step up value. So for instance, if your parents or whoever bought it for a dollar and now it's worth a million dollars, by the time you get it, it's a, in estates, you get the step up value. So you don't, whatever the step up value is, if you sell it for that amount, you don't owe any taxes because it's kind of in the eyes of the government or uh, if you inherit something that has a large property tax, say for instance, you inherit a property that has $40,000 worth of taxes a year, you can't pay that, right? And you shouldn't be like forced your arm and then get a low offer on something that you're forced to pay. So you have step up value. And so the, the, the owners, inherited owners, if they, if it's free and clear, like it's not multiple people involved in it, or it's not, it's very clear cut who it's to, you can do those quickly. If it's not clear cut or it's been left up to the state, that could take several months. But that's a way that people uh, find houses that aren't on the market, estate sales, and um, in the probate courts when assets are being looked over. And then finally, number four. So number three is a little bit more complicated. It takes a lot more work, but it's a way to do it. And number four, people just forget about this. Word of mouth really is a big way to do to 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 get houses. Number one, if people don't have to put it on the market, and especially in a really tight market where like 20, 30, 40 people are going to come in, lots of brokers, you know, yes, they'll get the best price, but sometimes people don't want people in the house. They don't want the stress of it. Sometimes they don't want pub- to be publicly known. So, uh, or just on the market of people walking by. And like we said before, like the drive-bys or, or mails that people don't want that too much. That's um, too much stress for people. So, Word of mouth, talk to your network, go on your Facebook, private Facebook group of people you know. Try to do it through real estate Facebook groups is not going to work that well. I could just let you know. There's a lot of real estate agents on there. Everyone floods there to try to help. Um, and then, you know, sometimes if they're – I personally think that for sale by owners and working with no real estate agents can be a little bit more difficult. But sometimes sellers want to save, you know, 6 5 4 3%. 2%, 1% on a, on a house because they it'll make a difference. Uh, it makes a difference to them and that's fine. They can do whatever they want. Um, as long as you know, you, you just make sure to use an attorney or have someone advising you on the transaction to make sure it goes quickly and that everything's in good repair and that you get an inspection done and um, there's no liens or anything like that. So word of mouth, Facebook groups, uh, next door, uh, use that digital route. And you'd be surprised. You want to get a head start on this. It'll probably take a couple of months. But if you let five or six connector people, maybe people who gossip a lot, they will be able to reach out and find out through their network when people are selling houses. And you know, maybe you'll get it direct to, to you, but maybe it's just something where you know, hey, in a month it'll be ready. Or in uh, two weeks, it'll be ready. And then you can get your finances in order and be one of the first people to make an offer. And uh, maybe you'll even have some sort of information about, hey, maybe a timeline works for them or, or a certain sort of set of circumstance works for them. Maybe you know something's wrong with the house because you have a personal connection or a friend there. And you can say, hey, don't worry about that. We'll try to fix that and make some sort of deal before then. And this works for buying houses. This also works for rental properties. Uh, you'd be surprised about how many people do them through written message boards as well, like a, your community bulletin board. Um, that's definitely a way to go. So just to recap, number one, use the computers, use Google and use a Google alert. It's really useful. It's free and it can email you every day. 
it's not always going to be land perfectly, but it definitely helps and bring it to your attention, at least, uh, especially for, for sale by owners. Number two, do drive-bys and uh, look at building permits. If people are doing construction, like DOB permits, or they have a stop work order, one of those, or it's just empty, you know, sending them a letter, or you can also look up in public, setting up a physical letter. People love that. Or a lot of times you're supposed to have a contact to go call the owner. If it's an LLC, sometimes they give you like a line that goes straight to voicemail, but there should be an address either of the apartment apartment building or house or the LLC location, or there's a phone number of whoever's in charge. You can call them, see what happens. Number three, estate attorneys and courts, probates. That's basically when people pass away. I know like once a month, they might have these sort of court hearings in certain jurisdictions where you can find out or estate attorneys who specifically deal with those types of um transactions. And a lot of times because obviously death in the family or something happened, there might be unclear or people, there might be multiple people involved or emotional. So they might just want to, if it's a deal's good enough, they'll just, it's something, if you can give a satisfactory offer, you can move ahead with it. And then four, uh, word of mouth, talk to three, four, five connector people. There's a, I forget what it was, but I think it was called the tipping point. They called the mavens, I think. No, it wasn't mavens, but they're connector people. There's certain people who you just know, know a lot of people. Let them know. Give them a two, three, four months head start and you'd be very surprised. You get an apartment for rent. I just did this with one of a family friend of ours who he didn't want to get a rental right away. He wanted some time. So we found him something that for a couple months that normally the owner would have just been sitting there. No one would have been there. It was like, I think they have a uh, a winter house. It was just sitting there. So get something out of it or someone moves, they have multiple houses and they just want a friend or someone to uh, watch it for something temporary instead of a whole year. So talk to your friends, use Facebook group, talk to people in person, find three or four people who are kind of busybody, gossipy people, and they will help you out. These are definitely, definitely will work. So that's it for today. Tips for a tight housing market, how to find some inventory. Good if you're a buyer, good if you're a real estate agent, good if you're a renter. Hope you enjoyed. Find me at MarcusShot.com. I'm a realtor in New York, New Jersey, and we can help you with your first-time purchase. We can help you with investment properties, Airbnb. Just give us a call, MarcusShot.com. Follow me at Marcus Amadeus online and talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, friends. Thanks for joining the podcast today. It's been a while, but we have a couple episodes for you for the fall real estate season. One big news article that's been out there in the last 30, 60 days in the real estate market is how much interest rates have risen since June, July to September, October. We are at the highest level uh, in 20 years for an interest rate above 7%. Earlier this summer, we were getting three and a half, four. Back in February or even earlier, people were getting sub threes during pandemic. So this has changed a lot of things in the real estate market right now as people get adjusted to to new market conditions. And um, one of them is, you know, buyers are taking a little bit of a break. Mortgage applications were down 25% in, I think it was September, and then another 25% in October. And so basically activity for new applications is down almost 46%. Um, This doesn't mean people aren't buying homes, but people are putting the brakes on uh, these large purchases when people are talking about recessions. 
Um, but cash buyers are coming off the side and trying to make offers, get deals on houses where, you know, certain metros and certain markets like Denver, Austin, uh, popular places in Florida are seeing, you know, 15, 20% price reductions. Now, given that that is against the backdrop of a 20%, 30% rise over the last two years. So that is to be taken into consideration. But today we want to talk about what your options are as a buyer and what you can do if you want to purchase, but you don't want to pay an eight, seven, six and a half percent interest rate on a loan. There's a couple options for you. And uh, we will go over that in just one second. But first, we got to deliver you something. And we're back. If you're still listening, you're my favorite listener. This is how you are going to navigate the market right now in high interest rates. Now, I think that interest rates are less important if you're only going to be there four or five years or you're you know, planning an upgrade or downgrading soon. But if you're going to stay there for the duration of your 30-year loan, uh, either as a primary investment property or primary property or an investment property, you know, these interest rates matter. Yes, you can refinance later, but you don't know what it's going to be like. So here's a couple of my suggestions that you can do uh, from the beginning is one, you know, you're buying down the rate. So you can pay cash out of your pocket to buy down your interest rate points with your bank. So, you know, every $10,000, you're going to get X upfront in cash towards the loan. When you close, you'll get X amount back off as an interest rate, dropping it from, you know, six and a half to five and a half or six to five or whatever cash you want to put up there. So the way you get the cash, uh, it really depends. So you can just pay yourself as cash out of pocket. Uh, you can, uh, do that. That is something you can do. Or get creative. Think about different ways you can go around this. Perhaps when you make your offer, ask for a rebate from the seller or concession from the seller as part of the transaction. Don't take it as cash back because then it's taxable income. Put it towards the property. So if it's a million dollar purchase, go in for a million dollars and then have the seller have a concession back to you of ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars, whatever it is, to buy down your rate. It's a perfect way to do it. Uh, there's another way you can do it is you can look through federal grant programs. There's plenty of them for first time home buyers. There's some for geographic areas in higher price points that might not be eligible, but it's generally geographic and it's issued by federal government. It could be seventy five hundred or ten thousand dollars towards your down payment. This can cover uh, your paying down the rate or your closing costs. Uh, and then number three, you can negotiate to have the seller pay for some of your closing costs or, you know, it's in terms of a instead of being concession, they can cover your closing costs. So you can buy down your rate. That's one option. Um, and then the last option, obviously, when you're buying a, a resident for yourself, your primary resident, a lot of people want to put down less than 20%. Um, a lot of people do five, seven, eight, ten percent down, and that's great because you don't have enough as much money up front. But you do get PMI, uh, private mortgage insurance, that is a requirement if it's under twenty percent. So that could be several hundred dollars a month. So if you don't want to pay that, just fork up twenty percent. I know it's a more down, but it is an option to say to bring your monthly payment down. So. Those are a couple of your options for getting a lower interest rate in this market. One, ask for 
concession off the price with your offer to buy it. Just pay cash, buy it at the off yourself, buy it off yourself. Or number three, ask your lender about programs for grant, specifically grant programs for first time home buyers or just home buyers in your area. And you just find out that you might qualify for programs that you didn't know you qualify for. Maybe it's 2,500, maybe it's 7,500, but at least it's something to get you there. I hope you found this informative. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your favorite realtor on the internet, Mark Schott. Sign him on the dot. Favorite realtor on the block. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Go, if you're looking to buy, sell, or rent nationwide, give us a call. We can help you out in all aspects. Fruit consultation is free. We have moving companies, handymen, attorneys, inspectors. Obviously, we are the, the brokers that help you buy and sell. We have a whole team available for you. So, and if we can't help you out, we'll point you in the right direction. So I'll talk to you soon. Bye.